Aloha, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. Today, my guest is Eliana Goldstein, who's a success coach for millennial women. She helps women build their confidence, mitigate burnout, develop healthier relationships with themselves and others, elevate their careers, become leaders in their profession, and feel more fulfilled. In today's episode, we talk about how she found herself checking off all of the boxes for success, but still found herself feeling unfulfilled, and how that led her into the work she is doing today. We also discuss her definition of success and how you too can redefine what success means to you. Eliana shares with us the two main causes of burnout and gives practical action steps for mitigating burnout in your own life. Finally, she shares how you can discover your own unique life's purpose if you are currently unclear about what that is. This is an incredible episode for anyone who has ever felt burnt out or unfulfilled in their lives. Before we get into the episode, I want to give a special thanks to Alex, who left a review of the podcast on iTunes. Alex said, Uplifting is 100% accurate. Randy is uplifting and motivational. As a fellow podcast host, I know how difficult it can be to find guests to share on relevant topics. Randy gets it. Great job here. If you are subscribed, you are in the right place. Thank you so much, Alex, for leaving that review. And if you love the podcast, I would love to hear from you as well. Please go and leave a review on iTunes to receive a chance to get a shout out here on the podcast. And without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Eliana. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Lee, and I'm a business mindset coach, public speaker, world record holder, powerlifter, and self-love advocate. I believe that there is so much power in owning and sharing our story, which is why on this podcast, I interview other powerful women about the challenges that they have overcome to be where they are today. My goal for this podcast is to create a safe space for all women to share their real, raw, and mostly unedited stories that will leave you empowered to live more authentically, openly, and freely. If you're looking to up-level your happiness, success, and fulfillment, then you've come to the right place. Look at this podcast as your weekly dose of personal development and mindset work to help you shift into your most uplifted self. Thank you so much for pressing play today, and now let's find out what's uplifting you today. Welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. My guest today is Eliana Goldstein, who is a millennial women's success coach who helps women remove the confusion and self-doubt that accompany our 20s and 30s and align them with who they want to be so they can navigate their paths toward personal and professional success. Welcome, Eliana. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you today. So I like to start by you sharing a story from your past that got you into the work that you're doing today as a women's success coach for millennials specifically. Yeah, absolutely. So 
I think, you know, my story into how I got to be where I am today is maybe a little different than some other coaches. Um, And I say that because on paper, a lot that was going on in my life looked really great. It looked really ideal. And I think it's really important for people, women especially, to recognize that really big change, big transformation doesn't always need to come from a place of rock bottom or from these really big internal struggles. And for me, that was something I dealt with a lot. I had a lot of guilt around feeling the way I did about my life, which I'll get into in a second. Um, And I felt just a tremendous amount of guilt about wanting to make a change. And it really held me back from making a change for a while. So on paper, everything seemed sort of great for me. I had a really wonderful upbringing, access to a great education. And after college, I got a job pretty immediately, you know, in corporate America, a job in marketing. And I was slowly working my way up the corporate ladder uh, in sort of my intimate and personal relationships. I had great friendships. I was also always in a really committed, serious relationship But on the inside, I was really struggling. I sort of think of myself as that almost typical, confused, unhappy millennial. I was experiencing a lot of anxiety in my job, sort of every night before I would go into work the next day, over the weekends, I just feel a tremendous amount of dissatisfaction, of anxiety, of just dreading going into that week, being in a job where I felt really unfulfilled, really unaligned with who I was. I was in these relationships where I almost felt like I was always taking a backseat to my partner. And I just felt incredibly insecure, but I got so much security from being with someone that it was really hard for me to let go of. And I just felt a lot of internal struggle, but I really kept it to myself. I didn't want to bring this up because again, on paper, I felt like I was really lucky. I was fortunate to have a job. I was fortunate to have a supportive family and friends and be in a relationship. And I thought, who am I to be unhappy? It's just that it's so selfish of me. So because of those feelings, I sort of stayed in this position of discomfort, of anxiety, of unhappiness for a while. I would switch jobs thinking that would help me. I would maybe get into a relationship thinking being with a new partner would help as well. And still, I just had this constant sort of feeling in my bones, in my body of just feeling really misaligned and really unclear about who I was and what I wanted and just a lot of really, really deep confusion. And I kind of continued on this pattern for a number of years, I'd say a good seven, eight years where I was just making small changes, hoping that would help and really nothing was helping. And I got to a point that I really just, you know, I burnt out. I really didn't know what to do with myself anymore. I felt completely drained and completely overwhelmed. And it was actually a friend who recommended I attend this personal development seminar. And I figured, why not? Why not check this out? And it was this three-day intensive seminar. And that really became a turning point for me where I recognized I had the power to make a change. And if I was unhappy with how things in my life were going. It didn't matter how good it looked on paper. If I felt discomfort, if I felt unaligned, it was in my power to change things. And that 
sort of put me on this new path of personal development and personal growth. I started, I was seeing a therapist. I started working with coaches. I was listening to podcasts, reading books, really whatever I could do to really get my hands on something that was going to help me. And it really steered me on this new path and connecting with the coaches eventually what ignited a desire in me to look into coaching myself and work with others and what led me to decide to get certified um, and pursue my own coaching path. And from there sort of started doing that as a side hustle until I could turn it into a full-time business. And I, you know, approached a new relationship. I met someone new. I approached that relationship completely differently, ended up being a really happy, successful relationship. So I really just turn things around um, and really took back my power, sort of how I think about it. And now, like you had mentioned before, I am a millennial success coach. I work with women who are feeling that same discomfort, that self-doubt, that insecurity to really find their confidence and be able to navigate that path that they deserve to that personal and professional success. So that's sort of my story in a nutshell and, and how I got to be where I am today. I love that. And I think so many people can relate to that feeling of their story not being bad enough or like traumatic enough where they feel like, who am I to be questioning my life and not feeling, it's not that you don't feel grateful for it, but I think, you know, that lack of acceptance of the fact that you weren't in alignment, that you weren't really pursuing the life that you were meant to, you know, I think that shows up for so many people. And do you think that that lack of self-acceptance is what kept you stuck for such a long time? Absolutely. I think that I was trying to be a person that I was not, both in my career and in my relationships. I was in corporate America. I was really defining a lot of my success, quote unquote, by the number that was in my bank account and by what I had always been told success was about, you know, being a professional, being in the workforce and really working your way up. And I was allowing that to guide me when really that wasn't what was going to bring me happiness and fulfillment. And similarly, in my relationships, I was not being myself in those relationships. I was being the person I thought I was supposed to be, that I thought my partner wanted me to be. And so I was just showing up really inauthentically across so many areas of my life. And I didn't even know who I wanted to be. And that led to that insecurity and just sort of that lack of self-acceptance because I didn't know how to accept myself yet. And I think, like you said before, a lot of people, especially women, go through that. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm curious why you decided to focus on coaching millennials. Like, is this a problem that you see specifically affecting millennials the most? Or tell me more about that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, I think that, the lack of self-acceptance and being unclear on who you are can really affect a lot of generations. But I do think it is very common among millennials. I think that our generation especially has, you know, since we were little, we've been pushed to have a great resume, do all these extracurriculars. There's so much pressure that we feel. And often, right when we get out of college, we again feel that pressure right away. Get a job, do what's right, you know, start building your way and working your way up. And a lot of the time we don't decide to actually do the self-work first to to figure out who it is that we are and what is it that we want to do. We kind of just go wherever we're pushed and it's 
almost five, six, seven years later, I find so many people start questioning, what is it that I'm doing? Is this even what I wanted to do? Why did I decide to do this in the first place? Was this for someone else or was this for myself? And, you know, I think a lot of it with millennials is exacerbated by social media. I think going on social media, comparing ourselves to others who seem like they have everything so perfectly figured out and everything seems so great and everyone has their wonderful job and they're just checking all the boxes. And in reality, we know that social media only portrays one aspect of people's lives. And we know that logically, but in our hearts, we don't always actually follow that. So I think between the pressure we've been feeling since we were younger to perform, to be that version of ourselves, social media, we're really seeing this big impact that it takes on millennials, especially just feeling that anxiety and, and that lack of fulfillment in their lives. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. Like I'm an older millennial and I think there's definitely a difference between, cause it's such a big range of millennials, but I think there's definitely a difference between older millennials and newer millennials, but I can definitely relate to that. And I think, you know, that it really is our culture and it's like in the systems and how we're raised. And right when you graduate from high school, you have to go into college and you have to pick a major and you're basically have to figure out like, who you want to be for the rest of your life in like less than a year. And I think that's crazy because like yeah. you said, we are really missing that important part of personal development and self-discovery. And I know that that like, that's, I hit that at 28 where I was like, Oh my God, I've been doing this career that I don't really even like that. I'm not even passionate about. And it really went back to that pressure to get a job right away to, you know, have a career to make the six figures without focusing first on discovering who I even wanted to become. So I, I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I really couldn't agree more. I think, like you said, it is crazy. We graduate from high school and then we have to go to college and we have to decide on our whole lives. We have to pick a major. And at that point in time, we feel like our major is deciding what the rest of our life is going to look like. And it's just a tremendous amount of pressure to put on someone who is, you know, 20, 21 years old. It's just, it's crazy. And it, it's a lot to really bear and, and, and a, a large weight to carry. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it comes back to the way that we define success as a society. So I would love to know how you define success and where you think the difference lies that's preventing people from really discovering their true happiness and fulfillment. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was saying before, I think for a long time, I defined success really directly correlated to my career, to how much money I was making, to the promotions I was getting, the raises I was getting, because that's sort of what I thought success was about. I thought it was about, you know, your accolades and those kinds of things. And I realized after a while that none of those things were bringing me happiness, that it didn't matter what was in my bank account. If I just woke up feeling that amount of discomfort and anxiety to go into a job every day. So when I think about success, and especially, you know, when working with individuals, working with millennials, I like them to think about what comes to your mind when you think of the word success, almost like a word association. What are those immediate ideas that come to your mind when you hear the word success? And then similarly, when you think about happiness, what are the immediate words? What are the thoughts that come to mind? And I really encourage people to look at those two things, to look at 
the word associations around success, to look at the word associations around happiness. And do you see a correlation? Is the way that you've been defining success similar to how you define happiness? And maybe for you, they're really entirely different things. But I think for many people, success and happiness correlate, but the way that they've been defining success doesn't build that idea of happiness into it. So it's really about finding out what does happiness mean to you? What is going to bring you fulfillment? Is it freedom in your career? Is it flexibility? Is it just being able to spend time with family and friends? Is it having a happy work-life balance? Whatever that is, ultimately, that's likely what is going to bring, bring you the success you're looking for. So it's really about getting clear on how you're seeing success correlate to happiness and what that really means for you. That's really sort of what we start talking about specifically with millennials. Yeah. It sounds like to me, like it's really getting clear on your values. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what do you see is made possible when people make this shift to really focusing on their values and redefining success in their lives? I think that everything changes. I think that you just approach all areas of your life from a different perspective. I think that it doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be this big upheaval and you're going to switch careers, switch things like that. But I think that you show up from a more authentic place, really being yourself and not being afraid to communicate who you are. I think it influences your confidence levels within the workplace and how you approach your managers and your coworkers. I think it completely changes how you approach your partner, your friendships, your family, your ability to create boundaries for yourself. I think that really approaching things when you are coming from a place of your values, of your passions, of what engages you, it just allows you to show up in a completely different and confident way that really influences sort of like the web of people um, and situations around you. So doing that inner work to figure out who am I at my core is going to be a major, major shift in so many different areas and categories of your life. I love that. And you know, something you mentioned earlier was about burnout. And I know that that's something that so many millennials and just, I think people in general these days are experiencing with this pressure to just do, do, do. And like you said, we're defining, you know, our success by our outside accomplishments. And I really see it as like a huge epidemic that's happening. So what do you see as like those causes to burnout and what are some tips that you give, you know, to your clients who might be experiencing that? Hey, gorgeous souls. I just want to take a quick break to let you know about something incredible that I have coming up on May 15th through 19th. So much of what we have been taught is how to embody masculine energy. Masculine energy is analytical, impatient, assertive, and logical. It's all about doing. Feminine energy, on the other hand, is about being. It's the energy of receiving, flow, intuition, and community. We all have access to both energies. However, the majority of people are living solely from their masculine energy. This is because as a society, we seem to value the masculine traits of doing rather than the feminine traits of being. We have not been taught how to incorporate our divine feminine energy into our life and business. 
Always being in our masculine is what typically causes overwhelm and burnout. But there's a better way. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you at my five-day retreat on May 15th through 19th, how to embody the high priestess so you can create more ease, flow, and abundance in your life and business. By the end of this five-day retreat, you will be more connected with your feminine energy, learn how to identify before you're feeling overwhelmed and burnt out, step into your highest self, embody the energy of the high priestess, create lifelong soul connections with other women, and learn to show up as your fullest, most embodied self. This retreat is for any woman who's feeling overwhelmed or burnt out in her life or business and is ready to lead from a place of ease and flow. This is for any woman who feels like she's not showing up fully in her life. Maybe you're feeling the pressure to try and live up to others' expectations or to try to change yourself in order to be accepted by others. This retreat will completely transform your relationship with yourself. By the end of the retreat, you will leave more fully embodied and ready to fully step into your purpose and power so you can create the impact you desire. This is an all-inclusive retreat, meaning all transportation, farm-to-table meals, transformational workshops, a professional photo shoot, guided meditations, and other heart-led rituals are included in the investment. Right now, we are in the early enrollment phase, which means that you can get the lowest price plus the most extended payment plan options available if you sign up before February 15th. Plus, if you sign up during early enrollment, you will receive over $1,200 in bonuses for free. This is an exclusive retreat limited to 11 women, and there are only six spots left. I am committed to every woman walking away with massive results, which is why everyone will have to be interviewed to determine if this retreat is a good fit. So to schedule your consultation or to learn more, go to the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to connect with you. Now let's get back into the episode. So, you know, I sort of see burnout as twofold. So there's the aspect that you were just touching on before, which is this notion of doing too much, of just being completely overwhelmed, drained, where your tank is just completely empty and there's nothing left of you to give. And it can often lead to more serious symptoms of, you know, anxiety, depression, and really take a toll on your life. But there's also another area of burnout that I think doesn't get addressed as much. And that's from actually doing too little of what's in alignment with who you are. We've sort of been touching on this a little bit. But I think often when we are acting from that place of of lack of authenticity, where we're not acting from our core values, where we're not acting from our core passion, and in a sense, we're almost being this shell, this fake version of ourselves, that can really lead to deep burnout as well. Because no matter how much you're doing or how little you're doing, if you're not doing it from that place of authenticity, you're just going to feel completely uncomfortable and completely out of whack in so many areas of your life. So I think like you said before, a big part of burnout comes from that doing too much, which I think happens often in our careers when we're just completely overworked, we're drained, we're not getting the recognition when we deserve, we're not getting the time off that we deserve, and we're just being expected to do more and more and more. Um, and I think it also happens, again, when we're just doing too little of who of what we want to do and who we really are. 
Um, I also think burnout can come a lot in our personal lives as well. So I think, you know, as women, we can feel a lot of pressure. There's women who, you know, working moms trying to keep everything together at home, but also, you know, being in the workforce and trying to balance our families, our friendships, our relationships. We're just, we're doers, we're givers by nature. And I think that just that overextension of ourselves is what really can lead to burnout. Yeah, I love what you said that it can come from, you know, doing too little of what fulfills you, of what your purpose is, your passion is. Because I think that mm-hmm. we end up putting a lot of energy into trying to be something we're not. Even if you're not mm-hmm. doing a lot, you're still using all of that energy that you could be using towards pursuing your passion. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's a big thing. I think that, again, like you were saying, there's this association that it always comes from doing so much, but some of it is just from not really showing our passions, not doing what it is that we want to do. And that can really lead us to just feel confused about who we are and what it is that we even really want. And that's a lot of the time where the anxiety can set in, where the depression can set in, and where that sort of deeper level of of burnout can really come up for us. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some tips that you would give people who are experiencing burnout? I mean, I'm sure it depends on like where that burnout is coming from, but what what would be some tips for maybe somebody who's working too much and then somebody who is not pursuing their their passion and their purpose. Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing that I always say is give yourself permission to be burnt out. Just forgive yourself for it. I think that a lot of the times we feel this tremendous amount of guilt as though it's some type of, you know, admission of defeat if we burnt out and we don't want to accept it in ourselves and sometimes that continuing to fight the burnout and pretend that it's not there can actually cause us to feel even more burnt out. So give yourself permission, accept where you're at, recognize that what you're experiencing is completely normal and that anybody in your circumstances who has been giving this much or, you know, giving this little of who they actually are is likely going to experience the same thing. So it's completely normal and just, you know, take that weight off your shoulders and just, Be kind to yourself. Be nice to yourself in that area. And then, you know, I think similarly, even for those of you, even if it's coming from a career perspective of doing too much or for those of you where you've been doing too little of what it is that you are, it's almost a similar process where the first thing is really just identifying what is causing you to feel that burnout. So is this feeling of anxiety, of this overwhelm, of this strain? Is this specifically coming from work? Is this coming from aspects of your personal life? You really want to work on identifying what the source might be. Uh, and that's going to take some self-reflection, whether that's, you know, through meditation, journaling, and just really getting honest with yourself. And then you want to get super clear on who it is that you are. So what do you value? What are your passions? Where are you super engaged in aspects of your life? What gets you excited? What gets you sort of really excited to get out of bed in the morning and getting really clear on all of that? And then once you know that, you want to figure out how well is that currently being reflected in my life? Am I seeing that I'm able to align my career, my passions and my values to my career? Or am I being a completely different person in my career? 
Do I feel like I'm doing the things that I'm really good at that really engage me, that I'm getting excited about? And really asking yourself and being honest, how well is this all being reflected in aspects of my life, both personally and professionally? And once you can kind of see the gaps, you want to then come up with a game plan. So what are the things that need to change? You know, what conversations might need to be had? Is it a conversation with my manager about the path that I'm on? Is it a conversation with my partner about how I can be more myself, how I can bring more of my passion into the relationship, and really putting together an action plan or a game plan to be able to show up more authentically? And then while you're doing that as well, you want to be thinking about how you can handle that that overload, that feeling of being drained. What self-care practices do you want to be integrating into your life? How do you want to restore when you know that you're sort of approaching that place of emptiness? What do you want to do when you're feeling that emotional stress coming on? Like what is going to work with for you to help you press pause so that you can stop for a moment and really rejuvenate? So I'd say those are sort of like the four steps that you want to take when you're either in that place of burnout or you feel that burnout coming on for you. Wow, that's so helpful. Thank you so much for sharing those tips. I know that's going to be really helpful for so many people. And I want to ask you, because I think there might be some people listening who are experiencing that burnout from not pursuing their passion or their purpose, but maybe they don't even know what that is. So do you have any tips for somebody who might be in that place of they're like, okay, I know that this is why I'm experiencing burnout, but I don't even know what it is that I'm supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. It's a great question. And it's so important. I think a lot of people experience that. So one of the first things I always recommend, this is where our friend Google comes in handy, is doing a quick search for a values quiz. So there are a ton of different quizzes online that you can find that help you sort of pinpoint what your top values are. And I think that as individuals, we all need to know, like, what are our top three to five values? What is it that's really important to us? So figuring that out, whether that be through working with a coach, whether it be in a quiz on Google, whatever it might be, really figuring that out. And then also figuring out you know, where am I engaged in my life? So I encourage people to start journaling about this. So maybe on a daily basis, or if a daily basis feels like that's too much, maybe it's on a weekly basis, sort of write down things that happened that past week that were really fun for you, that were really exciting for you. Uh, And then similarly, what are things that happened that you were sort of less than excited about that really sort of drained your energy that were dragging for you and that you really just sort of had to push yourself to go through. It's really about bringing a self-awareness to your life and the things that you're doing and the things that you're participating in. And you want to start looking for a pattern. Where do I feel like there's passion? Where do I feel like there's excitement? And where do I see this reoccurring drain or lack of excitement? And that's going to start helping you get clear on what is it that you love? What is it that you like to do? And what brings you that level of excitement and passion in your life? And then really being able to partner that with the values and figuring out how well, again, are my values being reflected in my life? Like, do I feel like the values that are important to me are showing up at work? Do I feel like they're showing up in my personal relationships? And just getting clear on all of that so you can figure out what needs to change in order to do that. But it's really just about, you know, 
self-reflection. Sometimes I think we overcomplicate it and we think that it needs to be this big process to figure out who we are, but it's sometimes just, you know, spending a little more time alone, reading, journaling, and, you know, analyzing what we've been doing and what's been working and what hasn't been working for us. It can really sometimes be as simple as that. Yeah. And I think part of it too, is kind of releasing those judgments around like what it looks like or what it's supposed to look like. And just allowing yourself to really, like you said, objectively look at what what brings me joy? What's been working? What hasn't been working? And instead of looking at it with that lens of, oh, well, how how's that going to look? How's that going to fit? You know, and just allowing yourself to, even if it's something no one has ever done before, you know, go for it. Yeah, exactly. It's, I think what you said about releasing judgment is so important because like we were talking about before, sometimes we have these really deeply ingrained views about who we are and what we should be and what we should be doing. And sometimes we find that what's actually bringing us happiness, what we actually think of as success, isn't what we've always believed is what we should be doing. And maybe we're worried about what our families might think, what our friends might think. Maybe it's going to feel like this is totally different than what we always thought. So it's really releasing that judgment and just honoring yourself. If this is what's going to bring you happiness and fulfillment, then that's what's most important. It doesn't matter what other people think because this is your life. So you need to really own that and be able to do what makes you happy and just not judge yourself, but really ultimately love yourself. Yeah, I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing that and for all the incredible tips and wisdom that you've shared with my audience. I know this is going to be such an impactful episode for so many people. So before my last question, is there anything you wish I would have asked you or a final message that you want to leave with my audience? Hmm, That's a great question. I think we talked about a lot of different things. I think the one point that I touched on before, but I'd really sort of love to go back to it again, is that notion of forgiving yourself if you burn out, if you get to that point. I think that the resistance that we build to the idea of burnout is what sometimes keeps us in that stage of burnout for much longer than necessary. And just always being kind to yourself in that way and just knowing that what you're experiencing and what you're feeling is normal. So if anybody is ever listening and just feels like they've gotten to that point and they're kind of in denial of it or feel like it's, you know, admitting defeat, if they if they do feel burnout, just know it's so normal and that the only way, the only place from here is really up and there's so much more for you to do. So just really that true, that self-love, that forgiveness, that is so important when it comes to um, addressing burnout. I love that. Thank you so much for bringing that up because I just think it's so important that we learn to, you know, forgive ourselves and approach this process with non-judgment for ourselves and for others. So thank you so much for that. And my final question is related to taking action because I believe that's how we start to integrate, you know, what we learn through listening to podcasts like this. So what would be three action steps that someone could take today to live a more uplifted life? So I think the first thing is really doing a self-evaluation. So I always tell people to evaluate multiple categories across their lives. So I think generally it's about seven to eight in general. Um, and, you know, it's your your family, career, finances, hobbies, intimate relationships, all those categories, and really evaluating 
how you feel about each of those categories on a scale of one to 10, one being really not great and 10 being absolutely excellent and really being honest with yourself about that. And then the second, and this is something I work on with people a lot, just figuring out how you can take small action to get to that place where you're increasing your level, where you're going from a seven to an eight, where you're going from a six to a seven, whatever it might be. Not trying to make the big leap of going from a seven to a 10, but a small action step you can get to really just go from a seven to an eight or a six to a seven across each of those categories. Just thinking of one action step you can take that's going to start moving you in the right direction. And then from there, the third step is really having your resources in place, having your accountability systems in place. Who can be your accountability buddy to really help you move in that direction of fulfillment, move in that direction of success, whatever it might mean to you? Who is going to help you really be there to take that action and support you if things don't necessarily go as planned for you? And what resources might you want to lean on to help you get there? Is it a coach? Is it, you know, podcasts, reading books, whatever it might be, having that accountability and then having those resources to really support you. So I'd say that is sort of the basic three steps you can do, just that categorical evaluation and then one small action step you can take across, across each category to get you there and then having the accountability and the support systems in place. I love that. Thank you so much. I love those really concrete action steps that people can take. So that's amazing. And where can everyone find you and learn more about you and connect with you? Yeah. So best place to find me is on Instagram. My handle is is just my name. It's um, at Eliana underscore Goldstein. So super simple. Um, And that's really the best place to get, you know, to work with me and get some content from me. I also have a Facebook group for women called the Millennial Success Society. So if anybody is interested in joining that, it's a free community for women. Um, We can connect and I can invite you to that as well. So those are probably the two best places to connect with me. Um, And then I also wanted to offer for anybody who might be interested, you know, um, as we're embarking on 2020 and it's a new year, I know a lot of people can feel overwhelmed by their goals and what they want to do for themselves. So for those of you who are interested, I offer 90-minute intensives that you can do to make transitions in your career, in your personal life, to talk about more about what we talked about today, getting out of burnout. So for anybody who's interested in a 90-minute coaching intensive, um, because you're all lovely listeners, I'm offering 30% off those intensives for anyone who is interested. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. And I will make sure to put the links for all of that in the show notes. And thank you again, Eliana, for being here and sharing so freely all of your wisdom and knowledge in regards to really living a more fulfilled life and reducing the burnout. It's been such a pleasure. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so, so great being able to talk with you today. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with me. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss one. If this episode really resonated with you, it would mean so much to me if you screenshot and share it with your friends and family or share it on your Instagram story. 
You can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which helps me spread the message and get the podcast heard by more people. For more self-love and powerlifting inspiration, come follow me on Instagram or join my private Facebook group, Self Love School. The links are in the show notes. And until next time, stay uplifted.